When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. Over the next month, I'm going to take a deep dive into the role of human resources in fully operationalizing a best practices compliance program. Each day, I will pick up one topic with three key takeaways, which you can utilize to improve, enhance, or upgrade your compliance program. This series of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. Employment Separation Issues Employment separation and layoffs can present some unique challenges for the compliance professional. Employees can use layoffs to claim that they were retaliated against for a wide variety of complaints, including those for concerns that impact the compliance practitioner. Yet, there are several ways that operationalization will help protect the company as much as possible. Before layoffs start, the compliance practitioner should work with the legal and HR department to ensure that employee separation documents are in compliance with SEC requirements regarding confidentiality agreements and separation agreements. Language which purports to prevent employees from bringing potential violations to law or regulatory enforcement officials. Such documents must not have language preventing an employee from taking such action. This means more than having appropriate or even approved language in your confidentiality agreement, as you must counsel those who will be taking, talking to the employee being laid off, not even to hint at retaliation if they go to authorities with a good faith belief of illegal conduct. You might even suggest the appropriate language to script so the employee leading the conversation can get it right and you have a documented record of what was communicated to the employee being separated. When it comes to interacting with employees, the first thing a company needs to do is treat the employees with as much respect and dignity as is possible in the situation. While every company says they care, the reality is that many simply want terminated employees out the door and off the premises as quickly as possible. At times, this will include an escort off the premises, and the clear message is that we do not trust you, but do not let the door hit you on the way out. This attitude can go a long way in starting an employee down the road of filing a claim for retaliation, or in the case of FCPA enforcement or other securities law violation, becoming a whistleblower to the Securities and Exchange Commission, identifying bribery and corruption within the former employer. Treating employees with respect means listening to them and not showing them the door as quickly as possible with an escort. From the compliance perspective, this could also mean some type of conversation to ask the soon-to-be-departed employee if they are aware of any FCPA violations, code of conduct violations, or other conduct which might raise ethical or conflict of interest concerns. You might even get them to sign some type of document that attests they were not aware of such conduct. I recognize this may not protect your company in all instances, but at least it is some evidence you can use later if the SEC or DOJ comes calling that an ex-employee has blown the whistle on your organization. I would suggest that you work with HR to have an understanding of any high-risk employees who might be subject to layoffs. While you could consider having an HR 
person conduct this portion of the exit interview, it might be better if a compliance professional was involved. Obviously, a compliance practitioner would better able to ask detailed questions if an issue arose, but it would also emphasize just how important the issue of compliance, code of conduct, or simply ethical conduct compliance was and remains to your company. Finally, there are issues around hotlines, whistleblower, and retaliation claims. The starting point for layoffs should be whether whatever your company plan is going forward. Retaliation cases turn on whether actions taken by the company were in retaliation for the hotline, whistleblower, or speak-up report. This means you need to data mine your hotline more closely for those employees who are scheduled or in line to be laid off. If there are such persons who have reported an FCPA violation, a code of conduct violation, or other violation, you must move immediately to triage and investigate if appropriate. The allegation sooner rather than later. This means you may have to move up research of an allegation to come to a faster resolution ahead of other claims. It may also mean that you put something additional, rather additional short-term resources on your hotline, triage, and investigation if you know a large round of layoffs is coming. For these reasons, the actions allow you to demonstrate that any laid-off employee was not separated because of a hotline or whistleblower allegation, but due to a consistent and fairly applied overall employee separation scheme or program. However, it could be that you may need this person to provide your compliance department with additional information to be a resource going forward or to even witness that you can reasonably anticipate the government may want to interview them. If these situations exist, if you do not plan for the eventuality before you lay off the employee, the now ex-employee may not be inclined to interview, rather to cooperate with you or the government going forward. Also, if you do demonstrate that you are sincerely interested in a meritorious hotline complaint, it may keep this person from becoming a SEC whistleblower and from you receiving a subpoena from the Securities and Exchange Commission. So what are today's three key takeaways? I think, number one, it all starts with treating departing employees with dignity and respect. Simply having them escorted off the premises with the notation, don't let the door hit you backside on the way out, is certainly not with dignity and respect. In many industries, this is a standard operating procedure, but you should work to have your employees' concerns listened to, be there to answer questions for them, have an appropriate level of information ready for them on employment separation issues, what their rights are under state unemployment law, and how you can help them maybe get a job going into the future. Number two, make sure your separation documents meet SEC requirements regarding disclosures on whistleblowing and reporting to authorities. Even if there is not an active violation of a confidentiality agreement or a company trying to enforce a confidentiality agreement, the simple fact that you have language which does not specify that they can go to authorities has been enough for major fines against U.S. corporations by the Securities and Exchange Commission. You certainly do not need to pay half a million dollars, a million and a half dollars, or multiple millions of dollars because you don't have the right language in your employee separation agreement. And number three, check your hotline and anonymous reporting systems to make sure you do not lay off a whistleblower. There can be no greater disconnect and no 
worse action to lay off a whistleblower who is in good faith reported and you lay off due to a regularly scheduled layoff and you weren't aware that person was a whistleblower. So make that connection. Thank you for joining me on this exploration of the role of HR in a best practices and fully operationalized compliance program on 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. Thanks so much for listening. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.